Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Bench. This is a podcast for athletic directors, coaches, and leaders, and it's done by three athletic directors from Iowa. I'm Todd Gordon from Greene County in Jefferson, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get to today's podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench, and uh, you're listening to episode 11 of season two as we get into the month of March, and uh, got all three of us here connected today, so uh, Scott, how are you tonight? Today, I'm doing great. How are you, Todd? Hey, no problem. I'm okay. <laughs> and uh, Aaron, over in Cedar Rapids, how are you? Doing well. Uh, doing well over here, over in CR. Feeling, All right. a, little, feeling a little spring. Yes. Yeah. It is. But trying not to get overly enthusiastic. How That's long ago was that? Was that oh. two, two years ago we had that big snowstorm for our AD conference? Two or three. Two or three years ago, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's when uh, we didn't get a couple of teacher uh, teachers was, in there, instructors, right? Well, that, was the, yeah. that, was the, that was the 50th year. Yeah, so that'd be two years ago? Yeah. yeah. So, wow. Try not to be overly optimistic, but, uh, but enjoying a little introduction to spring. Yes. Well, I'm putting my snowblower up. I'm putting it away. Well, yeah. We're in March. You know the rules, don't you? Yeah. Mother Mother Nature shovels in March. We don't shovel in March. Mother Nature will take care of that for you. Yeah, it'll be gone. And I, I can get my mower tuned up, I guess. That's going to be kind of – it's not going to take long. We're supposed to get rain tonight. Yeah. It's not going to take long for the grass to start greening up, too. Well. So, anyway, yeah. enough for tonight, I guess, huh? What's that? I guess that's enough on our Earl May standards. And- <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah it's great i mean you think about the start of well track i mean boy they can be out they've been out on the track and um you know just people being able to travel to the state tournaments it's been been pretty nice yeah tell me uh ad's around the state and around the midwest aren't just going whew, got them out of the hallways I've yes. gotten another year, another year without that teacher getting run over in the hallways and a liability HR workman's comp issue. Yep. Um, staring you in the face. Uh, so. Yeah. Who would, who would ever think that as ADs you'd be dealing with that nowadays? Your kids running the hallways and running into a teacher and having a workman's comp. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh, yeah. but here we are. Well. And you know, you get more and more push on all the indoor, the indoor track meets. And you know, it used to be we used to yeah. maybe it, we would do one, and that would be it. And now it's like, well, do we do three? Do we four? Yeah. And and, and that just forces that issue more and more. Uh, trying to get those experiences for kids and get opportunities to run for kids and compete. And yeah. uh, so it's nice the snow's gone and they're out in the track. That's true. Yep. For sure. Well, um, Scott, why don't you uh, yeah. give us a, give us a little uh, hometown ticketing love tonight? I will. You know what? They have been. We we just had our booster club meet with them, and we had Mike talk to him, and he is great. He has been responsive and on top of it. So we've really appreciated yeah. that partnership with them. And Mike, Mike will uh, be at the convention as well. Well, that'd be that's great. So, are you an AD interested in saving time? Or making your job a little less stressful? Are you looking for ways to improve your fan experience at your games? Well, we just took a good look at Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing provides schools with everything needed to offer professional-level online ticketing at absolutely low, no cost to your school athletic program. Hometown integrates industry-leading technology 
directly into your existing school athletic website. This provides your fans with a simple and easy ticket buying experience that takes place directly on your website without the need to create an account, remember a password, or download an app. From individual game tickets to customized season pass programs, our friends at Hometown Ticketing can customize an entire ticketing platform for your program. And the best part is it doesn't cost your school or athletic program anything to get started. So visit www.hometownticketing.com to enroll your school today. Today. Okay. <laughs> Just like Neil Diamond said. What he said? We come Jeez. to America today. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's uh, Scott Jarvis ad libbing the script tonight. Oh, uh, Neil Diamond reference. Yes. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so we will uh, have a chance to interact with them at the convention and uh, ADs in Iowa. Uh, just go see them when you're there. Mike will be there, and uh, they've got a booth coming to our convention. So make sure you stop and see Hometown Ticketing, the official sponsor of Beyond the Bench. So here we go. What's up? What's down? We didn't do this last week because we got into our full hour of the convention preview. Um, Scott? You're first. What's up with you? Well, I just, I, you know, I'm going to kind of piggyback on this great weather. It's been awesome the last two days. Been able to get outside, get some yard work done, uh, spend some time with the kids outside. So that's my up. Just the great weather. Really gotcha. simple. Really Very good. Simple. I like it. Aaron, what's up with you? Well, I've been trying to figure out what, what was I going to share with that. Um, today and I, I settled on this I am uh, we've been I've been really trying to be more diligent this year about head coaching staff meetings I'm gonna talk shop here sorry with my with my up and down or my up anyway um, really trying to, to stick to that we're meeting uh, once a month gonna get together and talk and visit but the challenge for my coaches was um, well let's make it worthwhile let's not make this email you know stuff that should be exchanged in email what Let's make it where we can learn from one another, talk with one another, build relationships with one another, and just had our had another our month meet our March monthly meeting, Woo! March monthly meeting uh, here just this last Wednesday, and just uh, I'm really enjoying that process. Uh, I'm enjoying just we're we're going through our vision, our mission, and our kind of our core skills, and what do those look like, and we're taking them skill by skill, and what's that look like in your program? How do we teach it? How do we screw it up and destroy it? Uh, how do we um, how do we make sure that's something visible in our program and, and and such? And it's just great to just get the ball rolling with your coaches and then just let them talk and learn from one another. And I, it's been a super enjoyable um, process. We had a great conversation on accountability on last Wednesday, and I really just sat back and listened and learned uh, and enjoyed their expertise and sharing with one another. So a lot of fun. So I was excited about that the other day. Good. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's kind of nice when coaches can take that ownership and you can just sit back and let them go. That's what's, that's good. Good for you guys and good for Kennedy. For me, um, it's, I just was today uh, over in Carroll, and uh, this is a Sunday. We're talking on Sunday night. So um, I'm talking up for me is hobbies and friendship. Um, I've been in the gospel quartet for about 30 years now, and we all kind of live in different parts of the state or one of our guys lives in Tennessee. So every March, uh, on this Sunday for the last 13, 14 years, uh, we've gone to Carroll and we, we, uh, get together for the weekend and, uh, sing at the church over there and, and, uh, just have a good time and just reminisce and, um, it's a group of guys. It's we've spanned four decades. One of us is in the forties. I'm in the fifties. We got one in the sixties and one in the seventies. So it's a, it's a wide range. We've been singing together since the young one was a junior in high school. So, hmm. um, it's just been a, a great, it's just a reminder. Um, you know, ADs just keep up with your hobbies and your friendships. Um, again, it's just a chance you get away. It was relaxing, um, and then doing something you love, which was, was singing some gospel quartet music. Uh, so uh, just 
stay with those hobbies and uh, take advantage of those opportunities when you get them. So that's my up, just a little bit personal there too. So cool. All right, what's down, Scott? Actually, had a pretty good week. Honestly, I can't think of anything terrible that's going on. Um, I think probably just for me is um, just that transition um, from going from winter to spring and everything just being so crazy and nuts and just trying to keep it all, you know, together and especially, you know, getting ready for soccer and then, you know, baseball and softball are kind of starting to gear up and getting ready. So just kind of keeping the chaos in the bag has been uh, kind of my down this week. <laughs> well, and not to manage you, uh, not to mention managing your boys at the state basketball I know, that's, this week coming up and, and they could make a run there. Yeah, it, yeah that's uh, great. That's been a really, that's been a fun kind of deal. I know there's a lot of work that goes with it, but uh, just seeing the kids at practice and, you know, they're all excited and the coaches are excited. So it'll be interesting week down at Wells Fargo and hopefully we can pull off a couple wins and be in that championship game on Friday night. And another great thing is our principal is, um, she was named the Iowa High School Athletic Association uh, Administrator of the Year. So Dr. Lindemann will receive that award. Um, and they're actually going to do it Tuesday night during our game, which was really nice and gracious of them oh, to move that. That's nice. Uh, so that she could be uh, there for that. So looking forward to that, too. Yeah. Cool. Very good. Well, good luck. Um, you know, just conversation on that for a minute, too. There were some fantastic finishes to sub-state games in several classes but boy those two 4a games over on the eastern side uh i think it was north scott and then uh Uh, boy davenport north beating dubuque senior man last second and north scott's was unbelievable man uh, that has stirred up some conversation over here on oh i bet i would imagine um you know, here's the thing on that, since you brought it up, uh, and it, it, I suppose, maybe leads a little bit into our topic and things like that tonight, but, you know, there's just been a lot of talk about that, and of course, there's the screaming now for, we've got to have replay. Uh, we can't have kids going and not going to the state tournament on, while well, we think this is what happened. Um, for those of you that don't know the scenario, um, so Waterloo West hits a shot to go up, I think, 40-38. Mm-hmm. 40-38 um, yep. at the, near the end of regulation and the clock actually ran down to zero um, but everybody knew there was time left on the clock and so they went back and forth on how much time should we get left in the clock some, I, from what I understand and I wasn't down there but some said .6 some said .9 um, they put .6 in the clock North Scott kid inbounds the ball baseball pass down to their stud the Anderson kid who's going to UNI uh, he catches it probably 30 feet out Catches it high, starts to spin as he's dropping the ground, hits the ground, pops right back up, hits, shoots the shot, hits it. Can he do that in 0.6 seconds or not? The officials determined with all of everything they had, which was the buzzer, which was the red lights in the backboard, everything. Uh, they they said, you know what, count it. They got together, discussed it more, said and agreed. Yep, we're going to count it, and that's where the controversy comes in on that. Here's the one thing I came down to. If we're talking about tenths of a second and and human engagement in that tenths of a second, I want them to go with the kid that made the play every time. Yeah. On that. So, yeah. Um, but great finishes, like you said. And then uh, the, the Davenport yeah. North one, I think, was a .9 second tip, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was just a catch. Kid was falling back and unbelievable shot. Oh, and then 3A, uh, Harlan uh, beat Denison at the buzzer on a tip-in. Yeah. Same thing, just a last-second shot. And, um, yeah, so some great finishes, great finishes. And that's just – that's heartbreak. Uh, I know it's, it's, you get – that's what's great about high school sports, isn't it, is that in that moment you've got that the highest of highs. Look at the play we just mm-hmm. made to get to the state tournament and you just have that devastating. I can't believe that just happened to keep us from our dream of going to state and and managing and balancing those, those two emotions. Yep. Yeah, for sure. 
So, Aaron, what's down with you? Well, you know, we mentioned the nice weather. Uh, and I'm getting here to, to Sunday evening as a recording, and I'm trying to fight back the guilt because I should have gone out and did some yard work. Uh, I, I think you we've mentioned before I've got two labs, uh, and we all know, we, <laughs> we all know what the – what the snow melt means when you've got two <laughs> I, I, I should have taken that task on. I should have got the Christmas lights down. I didn't. I did, did a couple <laughs> runs, got outside a little bit, but that, I just opened the windows and kind of just chilled. And now I've got the, I've got the, I should have got those work done guilts on Sunday night coming. So I'm trying to fight through those a bit well, right now. The, so you got the but I'll be all right. You can, Get out there and yeah, yeah. That's take care right. Of it later, right? Why? Why do today what I can put off and accomplish that's later right. this week? Absolutely, oh, words to live by. <laughs> Aaron Stucker wisdom. Uh, uh, well, me, I, I'm kind of with you. It was really, a, it was a good week. Um, so I think back to probably the most irritated I was during the week, which isn't bad because you got over it pretty quick, but I was driving <laughs> and two lane road. And again, I, I've said this before and it just, it drives me absolutely crazy. Somebody texting on their phone has their phone up on the steering wheel and you can tell that's what they're doing. They're doing some sort of, uh, some sort of posting or texting or something. I just, the distracted driving thing just irritates me to no end. And I just, uh, yeah, just knock it off. I just, it just drives me nuts. Again, I can't control other people. Um, so I get over it and just hope that person isn't going to hit somebody, uh, me or anybody else going down the road. I just, just one mistake, one little swerve and that's it. So, um, I just get tired of that. But anyway, um, yep. over it, moving on. <laughs> um, all right, well, we're going to, we sent out a survey and, uh, we sent out kind of a sportsmanship, uh, five questions, yep. I believe it was, um, you know, five scenarios, you know, what's, what's tolerable, what's allowed. And then, you know, what isn't tolerated at all, kind of one through five. And appreciate, boy, we had 158 people respond to that, and um, and a lot of them real quick. So uh, appreciate ads from across the state, across the country, uh, participating in that. And uh, we just kind of wanted to get a, a feel for that as we have moved through the winter, and uh, kind of see what people thought. So we're going to talk about the results of that tonight, and uh, you know maybe just kind of what we see in it. And again, we'll be anxious to hear your thoughts. I think some of you actually yeah. talked to Scott. Scott received some emails from some people. So Scott's going to lead our discussion on that yeah, tonight. I, so you know uh, Scott, take it away. How many people responded? Honestly, I, I, I was, I don't know if you guys were yeah. too, but I just was like, this pretty good topic to get to when we got, uh, you know, just about over, just about over half of our ADs responding throughout the state. So really good stuff. So I had a lot of great comments from people. Um, you know, Kirk Kreider emailed me and, and said, you know, here's some of the things that we're doing to try to combat, you know, some of our sportsmanship issues. So I actually even got some good um, feedback from people and also picked up some good ideas also. So very worthwhile. Kurt did a, does a announcement before his game where he has a basketball player from each team. And I know other people do this too, but – has a basketball from each team uh, read a uh, uh, sportsmanship uh, script before the game, which he says has been really impactful and has done, uh, you know, has really made a huge difference in uh, sportsmanship at his games. And I always think when you can get kids involved in that, that always helps. So, um, and, and I had many other emails and comments about things that people are doing across the state to make sure that their students and their fans, you know, students, fans, uh, are are doing the right thing. So um, I'll just hit this up here and, and kind of run through um, the questions that we asked and then just kind of go through the statistics that we got back. And the first one, and, and all of us ADs hear this every 
all the time is is yelling, yelling airball, taunting during a basketball game. And uh, we had about 14.5% of people said that was completely fine. We actually did our scale where one was allowable that people felt comfortable with, and then we went up to five, which we considered not tolerated. Um, and we had about 14.5% uh, come in with um, completely allowable. We had about 28, 28.9% come in at a two on that. And then we had 4, 25%, 25.8% come in in the middle of the road. And we had 19%, 19.5% uh, that was at four. And we had 11.3% uh, come in that was completely uh, not tolerated at their school. So um, a lot of people kind of in the middle of the road on that. And um, just some good feedback from our ADs from across the state on that one. Yeah. How, how do you guys manage the air ball? Do you allow it? We, I, I have like this. It's about two times and done. What I think crosses the line is when number 24 catches yep. the ball the next time and we're still yelling it. Yep. So then we're directing it at them uh, again and we're singling them out. And uh, that's when I think it's over the line. I think a lot of these things that we talk about, you know, twice and done it's just you know it, it's it's over um but again to single them out the next time they catch the ball i think that's where it's over the line i, I would agree how many this is one thing i'll talk to my kids about a lot on that uh especially because let's be honest when are the when are your kids most um uh, uh the most aggressive in chain air ball it's probably usually when the team the other team's best player mm -hmm. You know, shoots the air. Yeah. And of course, now they're just going to ride him like crazy mm -hmm. all night long. Um, I remember a, uh, a player from uh, Linmar. Gosh, what, what was that? What's that family's last name? Linmar Boys Basketball. Oh, Bohannon. Mm -hmm. That's right. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think I think this was one of the elders. Um, and uh, we're playing Linmar, both ranked. And he he put up early. You know, was trying to I don't know draw a foul, whatever, because those guys usually hit iron at least, usually just net, but. Um, air ball, and my kids just want to go off, and I'm trying to stop him. I'm like, no, 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 let's yeah, not let's, yeah. fire this kid up. Let's but, not awake the beast. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Fire him. You know how that night ended, yeah. course, I'm sure. Um, but how many, you know, how many times you yep. know, have you had that happen? The kids will want to ride the kid with the air ball chant. Next thing you know, that kid, you look at the board in the fourth quarter, you, you're losing by 15 to a team you should win, and that kid yeah. scores 30. Um, so uh -huh. I try to tell him, hey, let's right. not fire him up on this. Let's just, like you said, Todd, couple is to, to let him know we noticed, yep. and then let's move on. Uh, right. Great. Yep. Yeah, that's why I'm out with that, too. Is yelling during a free throw on Sportsmanlike? We had 37.7% say that was completely allowable. We had 32.7% come in at a two on that. We had 17% come in at a three, eight, excuse me, 9.4% come in at a four, and we had 3.1% come in at a five, so completely not tolerated. So that was one that we were overwhelmingly um, allowable to let kids scream during and yell and um, during uh, th free throws. Yeah. Again, I think if you start getting personal – uh, you yep. start yelling their number, their name. Um, that's what I put a stop to more than anything is is yep. that you know personal attack. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, there there has to, and we could talk about this with all these items. I mean, there has to be that balance between trying to create a home yep. court advantage, mm -hmm. trying to create an, an environment that's difficult for your opponent to come in and play in, um, without it crossing that line. And I, like I said, I. Yelling and making noise during free throws. I mean, that's been that's been around a long time. As long as it's not things like "Hey, sixteen or sixteen, because we have that number in high school basketball a lot. Uh, hey, fifteen, <laughs> you know, what, no, we're not going to let yeah. our kids do that. But if we're going to start saying things like "Hey, the ball is bigger than the basket," the ball is bigger than the basket, you know, 
I don't know. I I want the kid to miss the free throw. Uh, you know, I I, uh-huh. I want now. I should be careful saying that, but I, I I want it to be tough for them to perform well. If they can and, and beat us in our own gym, great. But but I'm okay with us trying to make it a little difficult. Here is one that uh-huh. I've never actually yeah. encountered before. Maybe you guys have is yelling two while pointing at the court, similar to wrestling. So two for takedown after a made two point field goal or an opponent foul where we shoot free throws unsportsmanlike. So that's not something I've ever encountered when somebody hits a basket that we yelled two. I haven't either. I haven't either. No, I haven't haven't heard that. Just, you know, you know, certain parts of the country or the state that incorporate that or their kids do that. But 45.9% uh-huh. said that would be allowable. Uh, 26.4% was scored in at a two. 22% scored in at a three. 4.4% at a four. And 1.3% at a five. So, again, majority of people felt like that was okay, yelling two uh, and pointing at the court after a made uh, two-point field goal which I had never heard that before. So mm-hmm. something a little different. Well, do we, mm-hmm. do we have a problem with that in wrestling? No, they, they yell it. Most of the time they right. yell it before they even take the kid down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they're more uh-huh. yeah. for the two, uh, wondering why it hasn't been given yet, but, but it's not, I mean, and for me, that seems like you're, tra- you're more yelling a, a response for something your right. team did not something that, you know, not, not something against the other team, but I, I've never experienced yeah, that before at basketball. So just something that, that uh, no, sent in for no. to ask that question. So, so we're responsive to our listeners' needs. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so uh, the next one was <laughs> yelling, you can't do that. With clapping after a foul, unsportsmanlike. 34%. Uh, 34.6% 34.6% came in at a 1, 32.1% came in at a 2, 15.1% came in at a 3, 10.1% came in at a 4, and 8.2% came in at a 5. So I don't know, what are you guys' thoughts on doing that? You can't do that clapping after a uh, foul. <laughs> It was kind of funny. We had a conference meeting last week and uh, the survey came up and all of our, I think all of our ADs took it in the heart of Iowa conference, did it. And uh, one of them said, well, they're not yeah. lying. They're just pointing out the obvious. <laughs> just, <laughs> <You know? laughs> just stating the fact. Again, I think it's, it's yeah. two times done, move on. Yeah. That's where I'm at with that. Yeah, you, know, you got two thirds of the people who responded are saying that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this one, or, or don't have a problem with this one. And I, this would be one for me that gets that grayer area um, on it. But mm-hmm. I think it, I don't know. That response to me kind of gives me that feeling of there are, there are bigger fish for me to fry as an AD in a gym on a Friday night in a rivalry game regarding mm-hmm. behavior than chanting, you can't do that two or three times after a, yep. a travel or a foul or or a double dribble or something like that. Um, if, if that's what I, I – maybe we've gotten to that point of if I have to live with that, I can live with that. Or I don't know, maybe 20 years ago this mm-hmm. one wouldn't have been okay, but this one probably for me feels like one of those gray areas that we're living in because it could be so much worse. I don't know. What do you mm-hmm. what, let's, what, what yeah. do you guys think about trying to find that balance? Because that's a, a conversation I have to I have to have a lot with my student leaders in the front row mm-hmm. and with my parents who are wondering why don't you let them do more at games and 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 arguing or questioning. I, well, how uh, maybe I'm bringing it up here. Um, is that a how do you balance that? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. I I always tell our kids. I always go out mm-hmm. before the game. I'm like, hey guys. I want to I want to enjoy this game just as much as you do. So please let's just cheer as loud and be crazy. And I honestly feel like our kids being loud disrupts the other team more than anything else. I honestly feel like that when our kids are loud and 
you know, just cheering for our kids. I think it's more positive. Um, the, the, you know, you know, you get that. I don't know. I get this way as an AD. You just get that feeling when it gets nasty in the gym. It just like, even when we win, I don't feel good after the win. Cause I, either our fans are, you know, or screaming and yelling at the referees and just going, you want to feel good about beating somebody and you can't even feel good. Cause your fan or your sportsmanship was just poor that night and you just can't even feel good about the win. So I just try to tell our kids to just cheer for our team. I try to keep it as simple as possible. And I know that's yeah probably asking a lot, but. Well, I think one of the things we can't tell in the questions, I mean, the questions we can, you can take a hard stance, you can take an allowable stance, but. Yep. What we can't see are the facial expressions, yep. the pointing at people, uh, right. the intent of them yelling. That's when I think you find the balance is, you know, if they are drawing more attention to themselves than doing their job of cheering for the team, right. then I think that's when you step in and find that balance. Um, if they're creating a scene where – the other team, you know, that's looking right at them is, is start or the other opponents, you know, their fans, if they're starting to be a distraction with yeah. mannerisms and things like that, then I think that's when you got to step in. That's a good point. I like that. But just, just to have fun. And to, like you said, I, we had Louis Curtis over here um, this week, last Monday for our spring parent meeting and had him talk for a few minutes, uh, which is hard for Lou to talk for just a few minutes, but he did a pretty good job of it. But he's, you know, the point he made was just, you know, let's cheer for our kids. Let's cheer for our team. Let's lift our team up. Uh, we shouldn't be about bringing others down yeah. as much as lifting our team up. Let's lift them up to the higher level, the highest level we can get them to and make that a community thing where we yeah. are, you know, lifting the kids on the floor up or on the field up, whatever they're playing, I, I and not trying to tear the other team down. That's when it crosses LinkedIn the line. The other day, and it was like, we never look good putting others down. You never look good putting others down. I just thought that was like we started talking about. We did the sportsmanship mm -hmm. thing, and I was like, what a great uh, quote for kind of putting this survey out. Um, and I, and just telling our kids, I t I tell our kids, I go. When other people mm -hmm. come to see our games, I want them to walk away and say, man, those kids from Centennial are awesome kids. They're good sports. They had, looks like they had fun. Um, but I want them to go away thinking our, because our kids are great. We have some really awesome kids. And I always want everybody else to leave our school with that in their mind. It's like, what a bunch of great kids. I, it makes me feel bad when they walk away and say, man, those kids were, you know, jerks or whatever that I, cause I, that's not really the way they are. They're really a bunch of great kids, and I want other people to see that because I see that right. in them, and I see them, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time I'll do all these awesome, great things, whether it's in our community doing community service or working with our people, PE and school, helping others, you know, on their teams do other things. Um, and that's what I want people, you know, in the surrounding communities and our conference and throughout the state to be like, man, what a bunch of great kids. So, Maybe that's what bothers me more than anything. I, I really want our kids mm -hmm. to be seen in a good light. Well, I think that's a teaching moment, too, to where when we're talking to them at the start of the year, it's like, you know, guys, we've – I don't use guys in general, of course, but guys, we have really – talk to them about that first impression thing how sometimes we just got that one chance to make that first impression and somebody's going to walk out of that gym or away from that game and say, well, they're a bunch of jerks and that's all they're ever going to be. Uh, instead of, you know, like you said, putting ourselves out there in a positive light. So here's one that we had some uh, more uh, adverse um, kind of results for is yelling this game is over or go start the bus unsportsmanlike. And we had about 8.2% said that was allowable. 11.9% uh, came in at a two. 23.3% uh, came in at a three. Uh, our biggest response was 30.2% at a four. 
and out of five, we came in at 26.4%. So a, a lot more people you know, felt like that was unsportsmanlike, and I would completely agree with that. And I, the other one I hate when kids do is whatever other sport that they beat them in, they're like, let's play football or let's play you know, oh. this or let's play that. That's oh. I just – it's just that's, yeah, and yeah, and they, they're just putting our kids down. That's the meaning. To I feel kids. like they're just making the boys out in the court or football field yeah. or the girls on the court or the girls out in the field, making them feel like, oh, we're not as good as whatever other team. Um, and I, I don't like, I don't right. No, I don't like that at all. That's not creating a school community. No. No. Now this no. one gets more into that line yeah. of rubbing their face in it. Uh, uh, more than it is um, uh, trying to create a tough. You're not trying to create a tough environment anymore. You're trying to say you're 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 yeah. you're, rub, you're rubbing their nose in it. Um, and and that one, that one's tough. Uh, that one, I'm a little. I'm not tolerant of that one. Well, less tolerant of that one. There's times I'm not there. Uh, I I do find that one. I thought I'd ask you guys this. Uh, you know, this is one of those that takes a lot of coordination if you've got more than one admin there because usually if that chance happening and you're at home and you're winning the game, um, depending on where your officials exit your game at, my officials exit my game in front of the visiting bench and the visiting student section is where they exit the gym. So. Usually when that chant is starting in my gym, I'm on the visitor side getting ready to make sure my officials get yeah. out the door without any mm-hmm. issues from the, the visiting fans uh, and visiting bench. So I'm not in a position to, to stop it when my kids started on the other end. So I kind of rely on the other the other admin, the conversations we've had to what's okay to yeah. do at the end of the game and what's not. But mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that one at all. Don't, um, don't let them do it. Sidebar. Okay, so um, I am your, I'm student leader at Green County over at Ankeny Centennial, and you're telling us I can't do that cheer. Well, we see that happen with the Cameron Crazies, and we see that happen with all the college, you know, the Iowa and Iowa State student sections on the weekend. I went to the game at Iowa State, and I, I saw all the things they were saying and what they were doing, and. And they were chanting overrated to Kansas when they beat him, and it was a lot of fun. Why won't you let us do that? Because they are not education-based athletics. But we just want to have fun, Mr. Gordon. We're just trying that's to have fun. That's not an extension. Let us have fun. That's not, that's not an extension of the classroom. And, again, I go back to um, that's, that's across the line. That's just, they're just things we're going to do and we're not going to do, and we're not going to do those. And uh, – <laughs> You know, when you go to college, have at it. Go get in that student section at Iowa State and just just go crazy and have at it uh, because that's the atmosphere they've got and that's what they, they want to do. That's not what we're going to be about. And I appreciate your passion and you wanting to do something to make it tough, but let's make it tough by, by doing something different than that and being more positive uh, with our team. When I – <laughs> and get out of my office, Becker, because I'm I, done. We, our kid, we went to <laughs> state basketball tournament a number of years ago when I was at Newton. And our kids, our student section was great all game. And we lose by, we lose That's by, yeah, I know, we lose by one Huge. point. And our kids start screaming. And, and I was so proud of our student section. And at the end of the game, they start screaming to Iowa City West, overrated. And I was like, you guys. You are – we just got mm. done playing a great basketball team and our kids played their tails off and you're saying they're overrated so you're just putting us down? You're putting the our, the fact that we just almost upset number one seed at the state tournament. You're basically telling them that they're, they're no good and then in turn then you're saying that we're not very good so you're overrated because you only beat us by one point. And then all their kind of eyes kind of like, oh, yeah, I didn't think of it like that. I just don't think that they they don't think very far into right. why they do what they do. It's just they see it and they just emulate it because they see it at a college game or whatever else and it's unfortunate, but I and I tell our kids all the time, I want you to have fun. But let's have fun cheering for our team that versus having fun cheering against the other team. 
but then you get everybody else yelling at you about that too. So. Right. Right. And well, I, I think it's, you know, when you talk about mission and vision and we talk a lot about what do we want to be known for? Well, you know, I think all of us yep. want our programs to be portrayed in a first class manner and behave, you know, just act first class um, in all that we do. Yeah. And that just doesn't mean our teams. That means our student body, our community. We want to be seen as first class. And the, the question then becomes, does doing that cheer, does doing that chant, does taunting someone like that, yep. is that in a first class way? Yeah. Not by my standards, yeah. not by how we're going to define it. Uh, and ultimately, we're going by, you know, how we have chosen to define first class, and that's well, not it. I think you jump into a bigger picture thing here, too. Um, when we, And I don't want to go I'm – not, I'm not trying to go political on this, but I am yeah. trying to talk about civil discourse. Um, and, it, it, and if we're going to be mm-hmm. serious about talking about our, our athletic and activities programs being uh, platforms mm-hmm. for teaching life skills um, – uh, those games and the fact that look you uh, Kennedy and Prairie or Kennedy and Wash or Green County and South Hamilton or Centennial and Ankeny are going at it and, yeah. and certain, yeah we want to win we we absolutely want to win that contest um, yep but we're not going to do it with mudslinging and we're not going to do it with something that we won't be able to hang our hat on at the end of it and and be proud of we can have different goals. Um, the Ankeny kids want to beat the Ankeny Centennial kids and, and vice versa. And you can have differing goals with one another. It doesn't mean you have to be disrespectful with one another. And it should that should be a platform we're using to teach that for down the road. We can have different opinions about an issue or a topic. Doesn't mean we have to be disrespectful uh, with one another. And so I would I, a lot of times I'll come back and, and in, in quieter times have that discussion with my parents who think that I'm not allowing our kids to have enough fun. Uh, and they're they're just it's just friendly mm-hmm. kid banter. Well, when are they supposed to learn that? And and my belief is this is a place they learn that. Yep. Um, for down the road. All right, two more yeah. here, fellas. Good point. Uh, next question was: Is yelling dribble dribble pass pass during an opponent offensive possession unsportsmanlike? Fifty-two point eight percent said it was allowable at a one. Twenty point one percent came at at a two. 17% came in at a three, 5.7% came in at a four, and 4.4 came in at a five. I have to admit. Uh, Again, in, yep. in the month of fish fries, I got bigger fish to fry. Um, if our kids can concentrate that long for a whole possession – without a shot clock and do the whole possession. I think it's great you know, I, uh, training I, I on concentration. Thing. When this starts, whether it's my kids or, or, or somebody else's kids doing it, I'm, I'm starting to look at my watch. How long can they stay engaged in this? Because at some point in time, it just gets boring. <laughs> uh, and, and it never lasts very long. Exactly. Um, no, because they don't want to do it that much. This is one of those, honestly, you're better just sitting back and just yep. watching because they'll yep. quit on their own. They'll move on to something else. Uh, yeah, squirrel. They'll be shiny an air ball yep. or a double dribble. Squirrel. Is the home student yeah. section counting down the wrong time at the end of the quarter <laughs> for an offensive possession unsportsmanlike? 32.1% said completely allowable. 22% came in at a two. 18.9% came in at a three. 17% came in at a four and 10.1% came in at a five. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I mean, pretty overwhelming, I think, by the results of, yeah. um, you know, we're at about 73%, three, one, two, or three. Um, about 27. So, I mean, that, that just kind of goes straight down the line as you look at the results. Um, I don't know. Again, I think player, they're not doing anything. They're not going to cause them to take an early shot. I've never seen it happen. <laughs> I, I don't think I have either. I've never seen. Uh, yeah. No. 
Here's I've never seen it affect anything. And I guess if I don't like it, if it's, again, I, I would say maybe, like you said, at a quieter time and say, guys, that's not helping. Mm -hmm. That's not doing anything. It's just, you're just drawing attention to yourself and it gets old because everybody expects it. You expect them to start, you know, when there's 10 seconds on the clock for somebody to start at five and, uh, they act like that's original. Of course. And it's really I, not original. See, and this is one I'm 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 okay with. Our kids do it. I've never once thought about stopping it. Um, now the, the cynic out there would say, Well, hold hold on, Aaron. Didn't you just get done saying that we should be using this as a as a tool um, to teach our bigger life skills? And so are you saying it's okay to present false evidence or to present false fact, to falsify information in, in a debate <laughs> to get your way later in life? Is that what we're trying to teach kids? I, I don't, you know, I don't know if this is going there. Or not. I, that's deep, deep uh, thoughts by Aaron Stepper. Yeah. Uh, that's going deep. I, I think that's different than ripping mm-hmm. on somebody for their performance versus trying to, I, again, make it a tough place to play. There's a lot of things going through kids' minds, and if you can cause that right. kid's mind to be a little, make it a little bit harder for them to f- perform, that's what home court's supposed to be. Um, and if that kid hits a shot, and frankly, against us, most of the time the kid hits the shot, so. It's not doing us any good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, that was it. That was it. So that was all the questions, wasn't it, Aaron? Or uh, yeah. Scott? Yeah. Well, thanks for sending that survey out. Um, I liked I liked what you, you know, what Kurt Kreider said. And I've done that before, too, as far as reading sportsmanship. I didn't do it at basketball. I've done it at football. I've had a student read a sportsmanship statement. Yep. Uh, but I like the idea of a basketball game or a wrestling meet, whatever the case might be. Um, what other? Um, you did know, you a get lot some of other it, tips from from ads on what they do. How they talked about what their expectations were going to be prior to the season starting, and just said, "Hey, we're going. This is what we're going to allow, and this is what we're going mm-hmm. to tolerate." And uh, just working with our student sections. Um, you know, prior to the season and, and just laying out the expectations and, and being clear what's going to be tolerated, not tolerated was a, a overwhelming majority of ADs who came in and said they've had success has just been them, you know, honestly developing positive relationships with their, with their students and then holding them accountable to what they, you know, agreed to before the season. And we had a number of ADs email it. They really Meet, you know, work with their parents, mm-hmm. student sections, and really lay out the expectations every year about you know what they're going to expect and um, from from them and what they're going to tolerate. And so I, I just thought that was probably the best way is just you know meeting with your kids and having really good, honest conversations with them and telling them why. I mean, like I said, I tell my kids, I go, I want people to leave here thinking how great you guys are instead of walking away from here saying, God, what a bunch of clowns you know i want them to think the best of you and um so and and my kids Mm -hmm. are really good i i cannot complain at all i mean i know we have a couple kids that get a little chippy here and now and then but for the overwhelming majority of our kids are really really good kids and i'm sure everybody probably has that same issue you got two or three kids that cause most of the problems of of 600 that are there cheering on your team The the hardest ones are, you know, uh, for the bigger schools out there when you're when you're inner city, uh, you know, or or you're the smaller towns like you're. I mean, I'm and I remember Mm. Gilbert and Nesco where I grew up. I was in Gilbert and Nesco. I mean, we to to the two towns are close Mm -hmm. together. We knew each other's business. Um, You get inner city games. You you know each other's dirty laundry. Um, Those are the hardest ones to. to manage because uh, it's not, it, that's when it gets beyond just the air ball and you can't do that. They, they know each other's ACT scores and know who's dating who and mm-hmm. who just broke up with who. And, and, yeah. and that's where it can get tough. And so that's where I think the relationship you have with those front row leaders of uh, we're not going to do that tonight uh, and having those conversations up front or catching it consistently quickly early in the night are, are big um, to keep those really ugly things from happening. 
Well, and I think that's where hopefully we have a good relationship with our opposing ADs. And whether, you know, we talk about that at a conference meeting or if we know, I've had that conversation before um, Mm -hmm. a game several years ago where we knew it was going to be a contentious game and made contact with the AD and said, hey, let's just be on the same page here. So, you know, we kind of are going to keep our our student bodies doing what they need to do. Uh, Let's not let it get personal. You know, I – and hopefully we just keep that good relationship with ADs to where we can yeah, do that with them too. We on the same page. I think the other thing too, Scott, I don't know if you got any feedback on this, but um, you know, I think when we talk to our students and then, you know, what about talking to our parents about the expectations we're going to have for how they, you know, not only I, I've seen parents oh, yeah. taunt opposing players, you know, but I think that's just a, a, a real conversation for um, the parent meeting. And then I, I think it's important that if we if we have a parent who's out of line, I think we've got to, mm-hmm. you know, give them a phone call or talk to them after the 24-hour rule. <laughs> you know, don't call them the next morning. Yep. But we've got to try and address that, too. Any, did you hear on that at meeting. all? Or people um, just kind of address that, that at their parent about, meeting? But I've had parents where whether home – my own parents yep. or parents from other schools that get out of line and, you know, just, Hey, you know, ma'am or sir, you know, we need to, you know, keep this about the kids and it's hard to stay calm in those situations at times, but you know, we have to address it because as long as we're allowing it, that means we're, you know, we're just right in mm-hmm. on it. So uh, that's a hard, it's a hard position to be put into those, but. Right. You know, one of the conversations, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet, so I, I want to be careful saying this This is not something we're doing at Kennedy. Um, I will say one of our conversations we've been having with our, I've been having with my coaching staff is we've worked out a set of, of, of standards of excellence for, for as coaches at Kennedy that we're going to hold ourselves accountable to. And, and my next challenge to my coaches has been to start taking this to your players and start developing a standard, standards of excellence for your players. What what are they going to hold themselves to and, and accountable to as, as a team to try to become the te- the best team they can become? And we're flirting with the idea of doing mm-hmm. that with our parents. Our, our student athletes will be next, but I'm flirting with the idea about parents and what might what might it look like for us to bring our parents together at a parent meeting and then break up into small groups and have discussions about developing a a, a parent of Kennedy student athletes. Standards of excellence. This is what we expect of ourselves, and this can be from volunteering to the booster club to supporting the, stu- the the sports PSG to behavior at contests. All those different things, and what what's being a great Kennedy sports parent look like, and what are we gonna, what are we willing to hold ourselves accountable to? So I don't that's know if that's cool. something down the road yeah. you start to, I like to think about with your parents. Um, it, I said we're not doing it. It's just maybe part of the mm-hmm. evolution down the road for us. Maybe, yeah, that's, that sounds really cool. Yep. Well, it's kind of to that, uh, sure. Yep. Core covenants really is what we're talking about. And, you know, so I'm going to approach doing that here next year. And it's one of the things I've got down on our board for do to do in 2021, but and I think that's bringing yeah. – I plan on bringing parents, coaches, students together to say, what what's Green County? What do we want to be known for? You know, and have the parents in on that too. And I'm not going to invite everybody. I mean, I'm honestly going to handpick, you know, who comes. Um, and that's one of the things they, they kind of talk about uh, when you do your core covenants. You kind of know who you need to have there, who can help then relay that on to other parents. Um, so, so, yeah, I think it's something to talk about, whether we do it separate or together. Um, but I'm going to try and do that next year and bring some parents in on that too. So they, they're they part of it too. So they know what the – and, and, and we're all going to try and do we, the we same thing. We talk with our student leaders and with them about, hey, this is what we're about and what we expect they're against for, for behavior and, and doing the same thing with our parents. What are we really trying to breed there? Um, or to, to cultivate there where right now who's doing the work at the games to manage sportsmanship the ADs are. 
the administration is. Mm-hmm. Um, we are. And how well does that work? I mean, it might work, but it works because it's an I told you to, not because of this is who we're about. And what we're trying to move ourselves to mm-hmm. here, what we're talking about is, is moving into that more yeah. horizontal accountability. Can our student leaders hold the other students accountable and say, that's yeah. not mm-hmm. who we are. That's not what we're about. Can we get a group of parents willing to step up when they hear that parents start to ride their referee, just kind of nudge them, you know, bang their knee and say, hey, man, that's we're 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 better than that. That's not what we do. Let's not do that. I know you. We go to church together and that's not who you are. So let's I mean, that's what we're looking for um, is is that level of accountability. This mm-hmm. is who we are. This is what we're about. This is how we want. This is what we want to stand for. And our stakeholders holding one another accountable to it, not the AD down in front with that mad teacher face looking up at this the stand saying knock it off that, that's that's not what we, i mean that's effective but for right. how long and, and and for how you know beyond the next 30 seconds so mm-hmm. yeah yeah good stuff i mean I, I think the vision is is that our players on the court let's just keep it a basketball i guess it can be anywhere but the players on the court the student body the community, they all know what, when we say, let's say, we're going to say first class, how do we define that? What's that look like? We're all on the same page when we walk in the gym together, knowing how we want to look and how we want to be, what we want to be known for. Yep. We all want to be known for the same things. And we're going to, with our role of a, a fan, a player, a coach, yep. that's what we're going to be. And, uh, I think if we can do that, then our sportsmanship and the things that we're doing uh, yeah. will fall yeah, right in don't line. Don't leave coaches out of this discussion because we all know what happens if that coach gets fired up on the sideline. Um, that gives permission for everybody else to do the same. So right. They, we, that's, they've yeah. got to be part of our conversation, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, Scott, anything else to add on the sportsmanship survey? We may have. Do we lose we Scott? May have. He's connected. We oh. may have. He says he's connected, but he's not there. Okay. Well, we'll we'll finish it up, I guess. But um, you know, Aaron, I, I think it was I appreciate people taking the time to do the survey. 158 people taking the survey, and uh I thought it was uh it was a good discussion, and I think um uh, we uh, got to maybe you know talk about some some action oh, steps we can take no, to agree or what, I, what's your I, final I, thoughts? Really thanks to the 158 that replied and and the others that that sent specific emails to us talking about uh, you know things they do and ideas they have um, or struggles you know the struggles they've got. We had several ads that email and say, man, I just can't get this mm-hmm. under control. So this you know Todd, when you and Scott and I sat down and started talking about doing this podcast, this is one of the things we talked about was um, getting questions or getting ideas or, or hey, we want you guys' feedback or want you guys to discuss this topic on your show. And this is what we were talking about. And I think these are the this is these are things we're looking for is what what are the issues facing our ads and how can we gather information and then and then discuss thoughts, ideas, share ideas. This is what we were looking for. So I think it's fantastic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, anybody out there with ideas or things you've done, um, give us an email uh, beyond the bench GLS at gmail.com or one of our school emails. And uh, we'll certainly share some ideas that you have as well on, uh, you know, creating good sportsmanship and a positive experience for for everyone that walks into our gym, ourselves and our opponents as well officials everyone uh trying to be on the same page so thanks uh thanks for contributing to that and thanks to scott for getting that out there and leading that discussion um closing thought today aaron i've just just real quick i i've got a quote um i kind of took it and and turned it into maybe for coaches as ad so the quote was on the coaching side discipline is not punishment it's the act of caring coach of a caring coach whose athlete is not living up to their expectations and potential. So here it is from an AD standpoint. We're kind of in the time of year where we're having those uh, year-end discussions, going over the 
you know, performances and everything like that and, and uh, talking to our coaches about things maybe we can do a little bit better. So coaching and correcting our coaches and I slash directors is not punishment. It's the act of a caring AD whose coaches or directors are not living up to their expectations and potential. You know, I. So, you know, when, when we're having those no, no, no. discussions, I, I hear your thoughts first. Go, ahead. go ahead. I'll let you say what you can say. I, I think I, I see those, those conversations as, as, and I, I think as I've gotten older and um, maybe more confident or, you know, having those discussions, I've really, I, I enjoy the year end conversations where we can just really talk openly uh, about, you know, things maybe we can do better um, areas we have to get better in. And I, I've just been, I'm encouraged um, by coaches who are, who have been receptive to that. And I found that here to where I've, I've got a bunch of young coaches and, uh, um, that are, have just really been receptive to just some basic things to maybe try and do better. And uh, I enjoy those. And I appreciate the coaches who, who see it as an opportunity to grow. And I think it comes down to working on those relationships every day, uh, every week, and letting them know they can trust you and that you have their best interest and their program's Absolutely. interest at heart. Um. I, I loved what you shared with your final thought. And it, it, you know, I mentioned earlier as one of my ups was um, just, we had, we've been having great discussions with our head coaching staff and this past week's or this past month's discussion this last Wednesday was about what's accountability. What does accountability look like in your programs? And, and part of what I talked with them about was um, hoping to make sure that we're building strong enough relationships with one another as, as a group of head coaches and, and me as an AD with them as head coaches to, um, have accountability um, amongst ourselves as well. And when we're not doing our jobs well, I told them if I'm not doing my job well as an AD, to have the type of trust and relationship uh, between the two of us that you can come to my office and say, Aaron, you, you suck right now. What's up? What's going on? You're not, you're not being your best self. What's the deal? Just as I should be able to do that mm -hmm. with them if I see them underperforming as a coach. Um, and it takes work and it takes time. And then, so that was our conversation Wednesday, and I knew you were kind of thinking about going this direction. And I, I don't know if you saw this, but I, I retweeted with a comment. I came across a tweet from Bob Shipley over the weekend. Um, he said this, and I thought it tied into this idea of, um, of, of being able to hold one another accountable uh, when we're underperforming. He said this. He said, it's never, never harsh to hold someone accountable when it's done out of love. What's truly harsh is permitting underachievement or uh -huh. failure because you don't care enough to confront others about their performance. And so when we start, you know, looking at what you propose there in terms of disciplines on a punishment, it's an act of caring. If if we if we what really truly love our coaches, and we want our coaches to love our players, um, it ought to just be something we're doing. And we ought to be saying, "Hey, I care about you. I want what's best for you." Um, I, I've seen you doing better than this and this isn't you, um, and be able to have those conversations, but it's tough and it's scary and it's hard work and you, and, and we're constantly worried about, well, how are they going to feel if I, if I really say that, um, and speaking mm -hmm. truth, uh, can be tough. Um, but we have to care enough about one another to do it, to, to keep moving forward and keep getting better. Yeah, for sure. That's a great quote. Well, thanks. And uh, thank you uh, for the time. Enjoy yeah. your week off. Hope you have Looking a great, uh, great couple weeks here. I just needed, a lot uh, done. need to get away a little bit and recharge. Yeah. Uh, reflect. You know, I found myself already. And, and, and this is what I think we talk about ADs a lot. We just, it's not just the rest. Uh, for me, it's, I don't think this two weeks is going to be about rest. Um, it's more about having time to think and reflect uh, and renew. Um, I've already done a lot of that here just in mm -hmm. the last three, four days. Uh, I, my mind is not swayed from being an AD. Um, it's, I've been thinking through, okay, what's been going on this year and what's been going well and, and why am I a bit frustrated right now? Why do I feel like I've got to get away and what can I do about that? So 
it's as much about when we get the time, and this is a good time, AD, is March is a great, you know, once you're done with state tournament, if you're engaged in that this week, good luck. But then find time to get away because um, March is one of our few times in the year I think we can step back a bit and do some reflection uh, and and redirect some of our efforts as we get into a busy spring. Yeah. And let's face it, this is about it until yep. about yep. November. Really, seriously, when we, because you get through baseball, you may have a week, but boy, you. when fall yeah, starts, you just don't have it. So enjoy it. Um, it's hard because March can, March can be a great project month also. I mean, you can say, oh, I finally got, I don't have games to get ready for every night and I can get my, you get a lot of work done in the office and, and you can. But what Todd just said is so important for you, for you younger ADs. And, and I, I burnt myself out a lot on it when I was younger. Um, when you can get away, get away. I know it's tempting to say, oh, I can sustain the office and get this stuff done. Um, take time for yourself. Uh, don't burn yourself out. Um, those things will still be there later. Uh, and it doesn't mean you can't, you walk away from it entirely, but, but find a way to, to, to get away and reflect and relax and recharge. Uh, during the month of March. All right. You got it. Sounds good. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Aaron, have a great uh, couple right. weeks here. We'll good. talk thanks. to you again a little bit later in the week, probably. All right. Well, everyone out there, have a great week. Good luck to those in the boys' state tournament uh, this week. And uh, – I want to thank, again, Hometown Ticketing, the official sponsor of Beyond the Bench. Thank them for their support, and we look forward to seeing them.